This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and thispipelife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing? Tonight? I'm good. Merry Christmas, man. It is, uh, we, we're, we're a week away, dude. Not even a week away. It's, we're in full gear here around the Country Squire, and, um, man, things are rocking and rolling. So. Yeah, you're not lying, man. We are, we're, we're in full, full gear here. I feel here. like everyone I know is just, uh, very busy right now. It you is. Know? It's kind of the, uh, the, uh, tizzy that, that builds up to the, the big day, and then, uh, of course, we're all, uh, you know, stuffed with, with goodies and, uh, and 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 fine uh, delicacy foods and 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 wine and 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 other things and and, and so we uh you know kind of try to chill out afterwards. So but, so uh, we're in a tizzy. Are we? I think we're I think it's a tizzy. It's a tizzy. Don't you? Yeah, I, well, I, I think that's a fair uh, a fair assessment. Tizzy the season for sure. And I will say this. <laughs> You know, this has been a uh, this has been kind of a, a unique uh, year for us because we've been doing yeah, kind of like no a, a holiday suite of shows. Uh, last week we did our, our holiday blends, uh, Christmas blends for the year uh, twenty sixteen. Uh, this t- this particular episode is very Christmas centric. We'll be talking about a uh, a unique pipe smoking hero here in a little bit. Uh, and then next week we're doing something very different, which is we're bringing the listeners in on a pipe, uh, yeah. a pipe. Christmas party, essentially. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's something that we've never, I don't think, really ever done before. Kind of bringing it to, um, bringing it to to life, I guess, or making it accessible, maybe for folks that uh, couldn't come to that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, next week, in the in between of Christmas and New Year's, we'll be kind of continuing on the Christmas season by uh, bringing you into our uh, local pipe community and, and the Christmas uh, party that that we have here at the Country Squire. It'll be different, uh, but it'll also hopefully be very enjoyable. So, uh, so <laughs> check that out and, uh, it should be, uh, it should be really fun. Yeah. Uh, so I got to ask you, man, you know, are you, uh, I know that you've been extremely busy with, with people coming in and buying presents. I'm kind of curious in the midst of the Christmas rush, has there been like a particular pipe that's been selling more so than others this year? For yeah. Christmas presents? Yeah, there really has. We're doing a lot of Meerschaum pipes this year, which yeah. has been really, really cool. Of course, we've got a, a, you know, bunch of them right now. Um, but it seems that w- that's been kind of a common theme, you know, um, just lots of Meerschaum pipes. So, um, and you know, if you think about it, it I'm, of course I'm smoking mine tonight right now. Yeah, it's so, beautiful. Um, but it, that is kind of a, um, you think of it as kind of a Christmassy thing, right? It's something you might, might not smoke all year, but, uh, I don't know. It just, it, the Meerschaum fits Christmas, fits Christmas time. So, um, yeah, good. You know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, lots of other things are, are selling themselves as they always do. Like uh, the Savinelli's always move really well this time of year, and Petersons and Nordings and things of that nature. But, um, but yeah, this this has been the year of the Meerschaum, and we're uh, we're happy about that. So. And I'm glad. Yeah, there is yeah. there is something Christmassy about Meerschaum pipes. And yeah, just the beauty of them, and uh, maybe it's it kind seems of kind of right. Yeah, you know, it's like the white like snow. Now we don't really know what snow looks like here in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I, I understand. I, I've that, heard about it before. From what, from what I understand, in, when, in the in the books of lore of, what? of older days, I've I've heard that. That this white powder substance comes from the sky. The weird thing is, they say that it's actually water. You just get it cold enough, and that's what happens. I don't believe it. That's what they say. I, I think it's like teardrops from dragons or something. I don't know. Another thing that's happening <laughs> right now, uh, in the midst of this holiday season, is that Star Wars Rogue One is now officially in theaters. I hadn't seen it. Don't say anything. Why? Why? I am like the only person. And I waited a full day, like before I went to go see it. And I thought for sure that I would be the one. 
uh, that was kind of you know pulling up the rear here. But uh, everybody I've talked to, nobody has seen it yet. I can't talk to anybody well, about you, it. Well, you know me. I, I'm just not a movie watcher. So I mean, but it's if, Star Wars. I, I know. Of course, I'm going to go see the Star Wars movie. Like I, I'm just going to. It's part of the new universe and all this stuff. But um, you know, I I'm not the first to jump on. You know, I, I'm always uh, kind of late to the party. So. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. This uh, you you'll you will not be uh, you will not be dis- disappointed. I'll just say that Cl- fans of the uh, the classic uh, Star Wars are gonna really get a kick out of this one. It is very different from anything that's come before, and I guess that's essentially what I can say because I don't want to spoil it for you or anybody else who's listening. That's all you get. Yeah, that's that's all I got. For you. <laughs> but but we'll, the, we'll have but a nice the ending. The ending is oh amazing. Gosh, there's this scene and I don't want to spoil it, but oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. You're anyway, just going to have to get over it. I'm, I'm going to try to go see it with the fam while, while they're all in town for uh, for Christmas bath. That'd be good. Yeah, look, the, the families are coming in town. Everybody's traveling. You're going to be out on the road and uh, you know getting ready to spend all that time with the family. And one of the ways to kind of keep yourself awake as you get ready for all your travel plans and on the road and on Christmas morning when you wake up to see what the big man in red has brought you. you got to stay well caffeinated. You do, and you got to get it from the Bean Fruit Coffee. That's right. <laughs> now, beanfruit.com is a place to go. CSR is the code to use. Uh, at beanfruit.com, you'll find some delicious roasted coffees. In fact, we've got one, the uh, Confection Seasonal Espresso. Delicious. Now, now you, you ever make your own espresso before? You know, I, I occasionally used to, but that's not something I really do anymore. Yeah, this is uh, this is a really good one. They uh, kind of describe it as sweet cocoa berry with a nutty cola finish. Wow, I know, right? There's a lot going on there, dude. Paul, the master roaster over there, dude. He he uh, he's got a lot of uh, complexities that he, he likes to add to. Oh his boy, roast. knows what he's doing, yep. big time, man. So check it out, beanfruit.com. Use the code CSR. That's going to get you five percent off. It's a great way to get yourself caffeinated and ready for the big day. Now, when I say the big day, you know what day I'm talking about? Christmas. <laughs> right? Yes, Christmas. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day, man. That's right. It is upon us. And uh, you know, have you been a good boy this year? Uh no, I have not. But I <laughs> Santa Claus is very gracious from what I hear. Of course, I think we're about to delve into some of that. But um but yeah, I you know, I'm I'm hopeful that maybe uh some of my shortcomings will have been overlooked and and uh and yeah, we'll 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 play the odds. You know, it's interesting. I remember uh <laughs> when I was growing up, it seemed like Santa Claus was uh you know, he was was pretty strict on on what counted as good. But then, as I as I grew up, uh, suddenly he got really loosey goosey about it. And then, like, yeah, didn't matter yeah. what I did during the year, I always got presents. Yeah, just do whatever you want. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, of course, uh, tonight we're doing something special. Uh, Long time listeners know that we do a series called The Heroes of the Bowl, where we talk about pipe smokers of fiction and or pipe smokers of history. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times these can be uh, artists, politicians. They, they don't necessarily need to be heroes in the traditional sense. Uh, however, I think this one's kind of close. I mean, when you think about the fact that Santa Claus, he himself is a pipe smoker, you have to qualify him as a pipe smoking hero. No, that's right. Yeah. I mean, he's somebody that we've all grown up with. And I would even argue, and I think I'm right on this, the most famous pipe smoker in all of history. You you know, if I mean, if we're talking about the generations that have gone by and and I literally mean millennia, millennia, then then, yeah, I think, you know, overall, you probably have to say, yeah, I mean, and and when you talk about pipe smoking heroes, you know, everyone's like, well, okay, you know, generally when we do a pipe smoking hero, it's like I take the historical figure, you take the fictional hero figure and. And 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 Saint Nicholas, that's 
that you, he, he just kind of fits in both categories. He fits in both. In fact, <laughs> but he's yeah, a real person. It's interesting. Which, which is interesting. Yeah. Why, why would you imply that he wasn't? That's the, of course, Santa Claus is real. No, I no, no Right. Or do no. you not want presents this year? No, I, I, I do. Okay. See, I'm not helping myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, Santa Claus is real. Uh, but we are talking not necessarily about the quote unquote real Santa Claus. We're talking about kind of the Americanized version of Santa Claus. Yeah. And it is interesting because I, I wanted to uh, go at this at a couple of different ways. One of the ways we could have done this, and we may do this at some point in the future, sure. is talk about the two characters that inspired the American Santa Claus, one of which is fiction and the other is historic. Kind of our uh, our, our modernized version. Exactly. But then also the, you know, that points back. But, but what we're going to do tonight is we're going to actually look at the origins of uh, the Americanized Santa Claus, okay. what we, we know today to be the modern Santa Claus. And, uh, and so when I was doing my research, I found that there are really kind of three individuals who are responsible. Now, there's a lot of controversy as well in terms of claims of who invented Santa Claus, but you can't talk about him and his origins, yeah. especially the true origins, which is the Santa Claus that smokes a pipe. Right. Because some people, no, right. they don't like a Santa Claus that smokes a pipe. Yeah. In yeah. fact, even <laughs> as early as, uh, as a couple years ago in 2012, there was a bit of a campaign to get rid of the pipe. That, that's right. Yeah, one of our uh, political figures in our country that uh, everyone would know, but I'm not going to name any names, uh, recently claimed that Santa Claus gave up smoking, um, <sighs> which is just uh, which which is which is just. It, it, that that person should get called. That's not. That's not. That's not. <laughs> that's that's. Uh, what do you call it when when you take uh, a writing and you change it and you're not supposed to do that? Is that libel? Uh, it's heretical. It's heretical <laughs> is what it is. Which actually the original Saint Nick uh, punched a heretic, if I'm not mistaken. Well, <laughs> well, let's talk about it, man. Okay, so so one of the first people that you have to mention when talking about the origins of the American Santa Claus, and uh, and for for simplification, I'm just going to say Santa Claus from sure. this point on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and good. that is uh, Clement Clark Moore. Uh, now, this is actually someone who has been known... Uh, as he was born in 1779, he's the author of uh, the story "A Visit from Saint Nicholas," which would go on to be known today more commonly as "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Oh, is that right? That's okay, correct. so so that evolved from uh, from this story. Yeah. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, I mean, it has kind of been declared one of the most famous poems of all time. Sure. Uh, but. Uh, it's funny, Moore actually did not want to be associated with this poem. Uh, in fact, he was a, an ancient language professor. And so, you really? know, writing this kind of um, whimsical child's... Almost kind of beneath him yeah, I mean, type he, thing. He yeah, kind of he wrote it, it's kind of beneath him, and it was actually a friend of his that published it anonymously yeah. uh, in, in kind of their local paper, The Sentinel. And, uh, and it wasn't until a couple of years later that Moore did, in fact, claim it as part of a publication called the New York Book of Poetry. Okay. Now, that was okay. in 1837. Um, St. Nicholas, of course, from this, uh, from, from this poem, I mean, we, we've all heard twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was storing, not even a mouse. Can I, can I just interject and oh, say that when I was, when I was three years old and there is VHS videotape evidence of this <laughs> in 1987 or whenever that was, I memorized the entire twas the night before Christmas. Did you really? And I was precious. Can, can you do it now? I was precious. No, no, Duh. I can't. But at some point, that that video may have to resurface in a, a viral uh, YouTube environment. We'll Man. see. Yeah. Well, so it was the <laughs> night before Christmas, the publication that we referenced earlier in terms of the 2012 campaign to try to remove the pipe from Twas the Night Before Christmas. Now, I, I want to go on record and say this. Normally, 
I'm not opposed to creative license as it comes to Twas the Night Before Christmas. Sure. Especially because for me in my house, we have always read the Cajun Night Before Christmas. The Cajun Night Before the Christmas? The Cajun Night Before Christmas. What does that involve? Like gumbo and nutria? Twas the Night Before Christmas and <laughs> no. all through the house, not a creature know it. Oh man, hang on. I wish I, I, wish I had Oh, it. this is so offensive. You know it's what? Terrible. You know what? <laughs> if the listeners will allow me. I will read Cajun Night Before Christmas and include it on next week's episode. God, it's horrifying. I'm gonna, I'll put it out there at the end of the credits. Our, re- our resident Louisiana resident that's uh, that's here in the audience is is, is going to suffer. No, through. look, look. This was a Louisiana book. Look, families in Louisiana religiously read no, the Cajun good. Night Before Christmas. No, that that's that makes sense. It is done in love, and I would like to remind the listener that's right. that I am half Louisianian. No, that's true. I got a huge Catholic Cajun family. No, so, that's, you know, that's true from the bio. I'm just saying. That's right. That's not. <laughs> I can say it. That's what I'm saying. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, but anyway, so I'm not opposed to the uh, the creative licenses. But in terms of the original, a visit from Saint Nicholas. Uh, there's kind of an argument for this creation of Santa Claus and and the uh, figures that inspired him. Of course, True. Saint Nicholas, the right. actual saint. Now, was right. Saint Nicholas? He was a patron saint. Is that how that's stated? Well, yeah. You know, uh, most saints uh, that were canonized by the church had, uh, you know, some type of, uh, you know, uh, thing that they uh, patroni- patronized, I guess is how you'd say it. But yeah, <laughs> Don't patronize. They were very patronizing <laughs> towards it. No, they were, you know, they, you had patron saints for different things. And of course, uh, you know, over time, these things kind of uh, got attributed to different ones. And of course, Saint Nicholas was uh, venerated in uh, in the Catholic world and Orthodox world and, and also uh, the Anglican world. And occasionally you'll find, uh, you know, other other uh, Protestant denominations that that point to him as well, but yeah, mm. typically um, a patron saint of a bunch of weird stuff, and that's kind of you know you see this a lot oh, in those dude. saints that go way back, right? right the right. saints that go way way back, like um, just just a list of uh, of things that uh, Saint Nick was a was a patron of uh, children, sailors, fishermen, uh, broadcasters. The really? false. Whoa, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, he's our patron he's saint. A, he's our patron saint. Oh, that's delicious. What? That's great. <laughs> Mind blown. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Uh, repentant thieves, brewers, which is nice, and and I believe actually Saint Augustine was is also a saint of uh, of, of beer brewers, which is kind of oh, interesting. Uh, awesome. Pharmacists, archers, pawnbrokers, uh, and then a host of cities uh, across uh, Europe and and countries. So. Uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, there's a lot incredible. going on there. But um, so yeah, historical figure that you know over the centuries, uh, more and more uh, kind of sects of society pointed to him as uh, you know someone that they would look to to intercede for them. I love it. Fascinating. Yeah. Fourth century bishop. Uh, of course, the inspiration, uh, a very clear inspiration for the character of uh, of Saint Nick, and then also uh, that's that's kind of one origin. But the other is that's kind of tied into this depiction is actually of. Uh, and this is going to sound kind of interesting, but uh, Santa Claus, which is, of course, a Dutch character. Yes, yeah, a Dutch it's character, a Dutch right? Santa Claus, essentially. Right. But essentially taking Santa, Santa Claus and actually combining him with Odin. Really? Yes. Wow. Now, there's, now there's, I'm not very familiar with Odin. Odin was kind of the father of the Norse it's a gods. Norse, it's a Norse god, Norse right? mythology. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and a little beknownst to me until I kind of did some research, but Odin would actually ride an eight- 
legged horse, an eight legged horse. He would actually ride through the sky. I thought four was enough. Well, you know, when you're uh, when you're Odin, when you're Odin, sometimes you just have to <laughs> up the game. <laughs> Got to get there faster. That's, that's right. Where, that's where you get more horsepower. Mm-hmm. Except in, instead of getting God, more horses, terrible, yeah. <laughs> more legs. Yeah. Uh, so you know, you, you think about this kind of bearded great uh, uh, figure, um, and then kind of combining that that magical element, the flying, the uh, the eight, the the number eight associated to with the travel as well. Sure. Uh, considering, of course, the eight tiny reindeer okay. and how that plays okay. in. And so, uh, and so, yeah, so this is kind of what we all know today is kind of uh, parts of the classic Santa Claus. Right. Um, now, there is a little bit of some contested nature as to what is more prominent in the uh, you know, American tale of Santa Claus in terms of its origins. Okay. One, of course, being this Twas the Night Before Christmas, right. which has gone on to become a classic. But the other was wor- a work that was actually done by an author that many know, which is Washington Irving. Yeah, uh, sure. Legends of Sleepy Ho- Hollow, Rip Van Winkle. He was famously known for his short stories. Um, he actually published a short story containing a character uh, which was St. Nicholas. Now, this was released on St. Nicholas Day, the Feast of St. Nicholas, uh, December 6th, 1809. Wow. So there's some predating here. Okay. Uh, and there is a lot of similarities in terms of his depiction of St. Nicholas and what would kind of become the Twas the Night Before Christmas St. Nicholas. So we think maybe uh, some of those things influence the other kind of deal. It's very possible. Sure. And, you know, I, I think, I don't know that there's, you know, some sometimes it's not like, uh, you don't intend to copy, yeah. but there's a lot of building. And that's kind of what you see, especially in folklore, sure. is building upon building upon building of stories and legends and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, right. But he, uh, Irving, specifically had a short tour story called, and I hope I'm not butchering this too bad. Oh, I'm sure you are. Olaf Van Cortlandt. Okay. And in this short story, it depicts the character of St. Nicholas. And it's, it's so uh, tied specifically with St. Nicholas as a pipe smoker, that it is definitely worth diving into this passage. That's the one I believe in. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> now, long, long time listeners will recognize this passage because I actually read it on the show on our very first Christmas episode. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And so, it's uh, going back, what, three years? But you weren't there for that. And I... I you, you and Timothy. It was Tim- me and... Uh, Timothy at the time, the intern. At the time, the right. intern. Uh, but, but man, I've been waiting maybe my whole life without even knowing it just to hear you read this passage. Uh, so if you will, do you mind reading this again? The, uh, not, the not at all. Here, not at all. Uh, You're Washington not going to get Irving. any interesting uh, voices and certainly not a Cajun accent. Um, <clears throat> all right, here we go. So this is from Olaf von uh, Cortland, and uh, it, the, the quote is, uh, And St. Nicholas lit his pipe by the fire and sat himself down and smoked. And as he smoked the smoke from his pipe, uh, as as he smoked, the smoke from his pipe ascended into the air and spread like a cloud overhead, and the smoke spread over a great extent of the country. As he considered it more attentively, he fancied that the great volume of smoke assumed a variety of marvel- marvelous forms, where in dim obscurity he saw shadow out of palaces and domes and lofty spires, all of which lasted but a moment and then faded away until the whole rolled off. Uh, and nothing but green woods were left. And when St. Nicholas had smoked his pipe, he twisted it in his hat band, and laying his finger beside his nose, then mounted his wagon, he returned over the treetops and disappeared. Wow. Man. Wow. So, obviously, there's a lot of similarities to Twas the Night Before Christmas. Of course, yeah. You know, particularly that that line, laying his finger beside his nose. Beside his nose. That's the one that that everybody points to. That got to me, right? Yeah. 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 
But I mean, you know, we've got this this pipe smoking uh, saint who comes in uh, and on on and, and flies off into the air. Uh, that finger on the nose. It's it's hard to argue that that did not influence specifically "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Sure, no, I agree. Um, now, in some, it's interestingly enough, there is a little bit of controversy too that that some would argue that Moore uh, did not even right was the night before Christmas. Okay. Um, and, Maybe and, it was attributed to him. I mean, well, it was written anonymously, no, no, no. but... But he did claim it. And okay. and it. I say there's controversy. There's like some college professor that made a fuss about this, you know, for, for a couple of years and then, you know, didn't get anywhere with it. But his sure. argument sure. was that, uh, that Moore was not actually a fan of pipe tobacco. Um, however... That is not necessarily the case. More, more did not necessarily partake in pipe tobacco, but he was not anti-pipe tobacco. Yeah, which okay. is what this professor was claiming at the time. Okay, I think it's all part of the uh, uh, conspiracy machine to try to remove the pipe from to us the night. Before yeah, I mean, what, what are they going to do? Give Saint Nick a, a, a nicotine patch? <laughs> no, I'll give him like a you know what? What was that uh, in the <laughs> some? Some uh, some Photoshop done to remove pipes from movies where they put like a candy cane and. <laughs> And uh, Ben Crosby's nap mouth or something oh, like that. This is terrible. Yeah. All right. So this is kind of the the primordial stories for what would become yeah. what we know today as Santa Claus. You'll notice in everything that we've talked about, we've never talked about elves. We haven't talked about uh, the North Pole. You know, a lot of kind of the classic mythos yeah, that is right. Santa Claus. It's yeah. never actually referenced in any of the things that we've read. Okay. Uh, even though those are kind of the the origin points. In fact, the reason that we have the lore of Santa Claus, and in fact, our understanding, visualization of, of this big, rally, jolly, rotund, uh, uh, you know, el- elvish, oldish, elven man. Yeah, I love so many adjectives. There are. Ro- ro- rotund. We need to use that word more often. That is a good word. Yeah, re- quite, this, this Rubensian uh, elf saint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These all come from an artist known by the name of Thomas Nast. Now, Thomas Nast, is that right? Thomas Nast, okay. known as the father of the American cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Bo- born in 1840. Uh, he was actually the one that really kind of took the character of Santa Claus and expounded upon him. Uh, you know, many of us, especially in the pipe smoking community, uh, this this time of year, we kind of pass around this image of Santa Claus, this big uh, figure that kind of resembles what we imagine to right, be, right. Um, you know, the, the ghost of Christmas present uh, in, in Dickens' uh, story, A Christmas Carol, where, where you actually have this large individual who's larger than life with this great big beard and, you know, this uh, wreath over his head. Like this this kind of uh, beautiful artistry all came out of these sketches and these stories um, that Thomas was kind of put together, uh, that Thomas put together right. uh, and has become part of this man's legacy. And in fact, he's known not just for taking the character of Santa Claus to the next level, but he's also accredited for bringing us a lot of what we know today as kind of American visual classics. Yeah, this is the part I was actually interested in because I, I remember this from grade school. Yeah. Know, so he, he came up with some other stuff that uh, we see every day, right? That's right. So, so you know, we're just exiting, uh, finally exiting a, a political season. And so one of the Thank things... the Lord Jesus. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things we're all very familiar with is uh, is kind of the the creatures which represent each party, the elephant, the Republican elephant, right. the Democratic donkey. Right. Uh, now, these were... Uh, these These 
I don't know if personification is right when you're talking about an animal. Yeah, but it became a mascot for the for the parties, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. all thanks to Thomas Nast. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting series of cartoons, I think, that came came around. Uh, I'm not sure. It was late 1800s, late 19th century. But um, yeah, and, and uh, the, the parties kind of adopted this. You that's know, right. You had the uh, wise Republican elephant that, you know, the, the Republicans kind of pointed to that, you know, uh, and, 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 uh, austere and wise. And then you had the, the donkey, uh, that the Democrats really embraced kind of symbolizing the, uh, you know, the, the common man and the, the hard worker and, you know, the, the person that was striving for the American dream and all this other stuff. It's really, really fascinating. Interestingly enough. And then St. Nick. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. St. Nicholas, of course, predates the, the origins of the character predate what Nast actually did in terms of his, his drawings. Sure. Uh, same thing actually with the, the Democratic donkey. That 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 usage of the animal was was kind of it was being passed around, but it really didn't take off until Nast got his hands until on it. Until he got his hands on it. Same yeah. true for another figure in Americana, and that's the character of Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. Really? Yes. So Uncle Sam existed, like yeah. that that kind of personification of the slim, you know, rolled up your your arms with the big hat and everything else. Okay. Uncle Sam. It existed, but it was not till Nast got his hands on him and gave him a goatee that he became iconic. <laughs> it was the facial hair. It was the facial it hair. Was, it was the facial hair. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's the thing. This is a man who... who I'm, uh, we, we are also iconic. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't... <laughs> Maybe, maybe I don't know. Our, the the live audience knows that our faces are often covered by these pop filters. No, they so are. I know they, they hate it too. We're, we're iconic, but you'll never know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But uh, but that's the thing, man. This is a man who's gifted with finding the potential in imagery and making it just a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. And I, I got I I made me as I kind of researched it, and I got to this place where that was kind of the jumping off point. That uh, that really made me kind of want to dig in deeper into Nast, but for the purpose of this podcast, we got to focus on one thing very specifically, and that is Saint Nicholas's pipe. Now, Santa Claus, as you see him depicted in a lot of photo shoots or in a lot of artwork, you see him with a lot of different pipes, uh, and part of that is because it's never quite you know, laid out in some of the short stories or poems, what specifically kind of pipe he had. Yeah. Other, other characters, we, you know, kind of have a, a, a little window into, okay, they smoke this type of pipe and this type of tobacco, but we don't uh, really have any of that for, for, for Santa Claus. That's right. But one thing that we do have is thanks to the work of Thomas Nast, who really did uh, bring the character to life in a, in a visual way is this iconic artwork. And you see this referenced quite a bit. Now, John David, I actually have the artwork pulled up right here in the yeah, studio. Yeah. And this is, uh, whenever Nast would draw, draw the character of Santa Claus, he was always seen with a very specific pipe. How would you describe that? Pipe? It's interesting. I, you know, I'd call it uh, first word that comes to mind, obviously, is a, is a church warden. Yeah. Uh, we got a long stem church warden pipe. Um, but the way Nast drew it is is interesting because it's always, uh, if you're familiar with a falcon pipe made by the Falcon Company, they have the metal uh, the metal shank with the screw-in bowl that kind of goes on top. And um, the, the way Nast drew this particular pipe, the, the pipe kind of sits on top of the shank, which is interesting. It kind of reminds me of that falcon style, but um, very long, just a very uh, gentle, uh, very... Uh, a uh, delicate curve on that pipe with a kind of a round bowl. And, uh, you, you know, you might think of it as, you know, probably being a clay pipe, I would think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, may, maybe a reed or something, but, but I would think probably, probably made of clay. Is so I feel like the only times I've seen that shape is very specifically in a clay pipe. Is there any particular reason for that? 
like is it does it have to do with the fact that the stem is on the base of the bowl as opposed to going straight in? You know, I'm not sure to be honest with you. I, I think that might just be more of a artistic, uh, stylistic thing. You know that Nas Nas pulled off. I'm not sure because a lot of old clay pipes you see um, are actually cutty style. You know, there are pipes that ended in the bowl and the bowl kind of canted forward in this uh, what we now refer to as a cutty. Um, but but an interesting interesting take on it. You know, it's got the the bowl sitting on top of the stem, um, which which then goes out and uh, and 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 leads uh, in, in a very, very long pipe. We're talking about a long church warden here um, that uh, would, would fill up Santa's mouth with his uh, favorite smoke. What I find interesting is that that pipe didn't, with, with so much that Nass brought to that, that you know, um, visualizing of the character, uh, that particular pipe style didn't carry along with it. It didn't really stick. Did like, it? Well, yeah. like I said, I mean, you know, you see a revisit whenever you go to that classic imagery of that particular pipe, but you only see it when you're not, you're making a, a, a nod to that classic imagery. That's right. Um, a yeah. lot of times you'll see just Santa Claus would just, you almost feel like, especially with some of those, Photoshop pictures like they just gave the actor like oh here's a pipe you know what I mean <laughs> that's right like, we had a whole lot of around. thought as to why Santa would choose that <laughs> specific pipe and why does that even make sense Santa things. with like a calabash or something yeah, yeah, yeah it just yeah. doesn't make it you're like a 1950s straight billiard or something see in those photo shoot shots they wouldn't even they, work. they wouldn't even give him a calabash pipe because be like, oh you look like Sherlock Holmes now that's a Sherlock Holmes even though that's not even a Sherlock Holmes I pipe. know right <laughs> exactly but I guess we're getting into pipe snob territory yeah we kind of are but but what what's what's interesting is occasionally you would see it when there was a nod to the uh to the thomas nash artwork and i I love this we were talking about this before the show a little bit uh we we talk about christmas cheer a lot the the tobacco of course from mcclelland on the show and um and you know we talked about our, our some of our favorite christmas blends last week as a matter of fact but uh christmas cheer always has an insert underneath the lid of their tobacco and it's always got santa claus uh kind of kind of crouched down he looks like he's maybe resting by a tree uh he's got his big pack on and uh his hat his belly's kind of hanging forward and and he's smoking his pipe and it's that thomas nash pipe it's that long stem pipe with the bowl kind of protruding from the top of the shank and uh and and so that in some ways it carries over but it, it's uh it's a very unique style and a very specific way people draw him that uh what where you, where you see that so i gotta tell you now the the more that i've learned especially just kind of the origins of the artwork and and how influential that was in terms of bringing into being what we now know as Santa Claus. I kind of want one of those pipes. Yeah. Yet I really don't want a clay pipe. So I don't know. Something's got to happen. I have to work on that. Somebody out there, surely there's got to be a briar pipe in in that style. That looks kind of like that. I would hope so. We need need a briar falcon bowl church warden (laughs) calling all none of that exists right (laughs) no man look there's uh there's some great stuff that uh that uh, you can do this year in terms of uh gifts and that sort of thing and uh and you know one of the great things that you can do in terms of getting gifts is uh is make sure that you're getting the gift of a beautiful pipe from Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Uh, of course, a lot of folks are going to get brand new tobaccos this Christmas in their stocking, and uh, there's no better way to try a new tobacco uh, than in your Missouri Meerschaum pipe. You know, you get a, right. you get a, a real clean smoke. It's one that uh, you know gives you the opportunity to taste the flavors for what they really are. And uh, the folks at Missouri Meerschaum make great uh, smoking instruments just for that purpose. Yeah, man. I do wonder. I wonder if they could. Uh Phil, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Phil, if you're listening. Yeah. Could, could you pull off the... Maybe the a St. Nick series, huh? St. Nicholas yeah. pipe. That would be... Yeah. That'd be difficult, because, I mean, that's a tiny bowl. It, it, it's a tiny bowl, and it's a long stem. 
It I is mean, a you got, you got very think. long stem. Now, 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 you know, the folks at Missouri Mearsham, they've come up with some long stem pipes that are wildly popular. Obviously, you've got the Cobbett series. Ooh, yeah. Um, and, and even the MacArthur series, you know, these are long stem pipes that uh, not just have a long shank, but also a long, um, a long uh, ebonite stem as well, which is kind of nice. But, um, yeah, I, you know, if anyone could do it, I, I think they could. I mean, if anyone could pull it off in a corncob way, I mean, like, that's the great thing about Missouri Mearsham. They put a lot of thought into all of their products, get some great quality stuff out there. If you've never checked them out, you should. Great little stocking stuffers for uh, for your loved ones or, you know, for yourself. Check them out. Be sure, <laughs> hey, if you happen to uh, either get or enjoy your Missouri Mearsham pipe this Christmas, be sure to take a picture, send it in to us at Squire Radio, and we'll be sure to retweet that out. Big thanks to the good folks at Missouri Mearsham for helping make this show happen, and thank all of you for helping make them happen. That's right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week. Let's see. Pipe Question of the Week this week comes in from listener Alex McCaslin. Uh, Alex writes in, he says, Hey, Bo and John David, I've got a question about smoking indoors. What is the best way to keep the smell from becoming overwhelming? Yeah. I know there are candles that claim to get rid of the smell, but I'm skeptical as to their efficiency. Do you have any tips? He also says, thanks for all that you do and putting on the amazing podcast every week. Uh, Y'all are like my own personal pipe club since I am far too introverted to go and actually meet a real one. (laughs) Uh, Well, Alex, thank you for that question. But not too introverted to to write in and have your name uh, blasted all over the internet. No, this is true. Hey, look, look, good good for you, Alex, man. And hey, if if you feel like we're part of your pipe club, have we got some news for you next year? That's exciting. That's a tease right there. That's right. (laughs) Great question. Combating indoor pipe smell. Yeah. Referencing candles specifically. Yeah. Interesting. I was actually talking to Caleb, the intern turn uh, earlier about this because I, I have had very mixed results with uh, with pipe candles or tobacco candles. Uh, you know, he uh, he has not. He has had a very positive experience with them. And what Caleb does uh, is he actually uh, lights the candle and let it he lets it burn for about 10 minutes just to get that, uh, you know, the plenty of oil in the candle uh, lit and, and melted and mm. uh, lots of that uh, 
you know, aroma going, I guess. I don't know exactly how it works. But, um, and, and then he lights his pipe after that. So he gives kind of his candle a head start in order to, to work. So you may try that if you've got a candle. Uh, it might be uh, at least worth trying. To mitigate the smoke inside, you know, th- there's a lot of things you can do. Obviously, you've, you've got two things, like prevention from stinking or cleaning up the stink. <laughs> and so, you know, if you, we obviously you can use things like uh, Febreze or some type of, uh, you know, air neutralizer to, um, you know, cover it up. But, but what most people really are interested in is how to, how to filter the smoke, how to mm. make it less, less so. And um, one thing, if you're going to try to do this, you need to keep in mind— um, an air filter, just a filter like you might put in your air conditioner at the house. You know, if you yeah. if you own a home or if you take care of your own home, you know, you probably are familiar. I hope so anyway. Of um, you know, changing the air filter out in the in your uh, you know duct duct work or whatever, and and you know that that although it'll help somewhat, is just not gonna get the job done. You know, if you're really looking to to get rid of those particles that are, you know, what create that kind of soot smell after the fact. So um, in the shop here, we have the luxury of, uh, you know, having enough of this to where we, you know, have to go out and get it. But we uh, got some of these uh, ionizers and what these big uh, units do, they're called smoke eaters uh, is the brand, but um, they actually ionize the smoke particles in the in the air. So it's, it's uh, ionizing these smoke particles that are going to attach to something else uh, if they're not collected uh, and and make them stick uh, by electric charge to these metal plates. And so um, they actually make stuff like this for your house uh, that is a little more reasonable in cost and, and quieter. Uh, but, you know, they're still, you know, going to cost you some. I, I'd, I'd check with, you know, local folks like uh, maybe Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that. Uh, look, look online for smoke uh, ionizers, smoke eaters, things like that, that are specifically meant for, uh, for smoke. But, um, but so there, there are ways to, ways to help out, but you're just not going to get a lot of results from a filter. You're going to need to look for something that ionizes the particles like that. Um, unless you just want to, you know, cover it up after the fact, maybe you just smoke, you know, in your house once a, you know, once every, uh, you know, couple months or something and, and maybe a bottle of Febreze is really all you need. I can't stand Febreze. And, and then even then, like, I'd, I'd just rather have the lingering pipe smoke. I, I mix it. Like the thing is, I, I'm like, all right, you know, if you want to counter it something, counter it with something complimentary. Febreze, it's typically like you got the two smells that are combating each other. And like the, the result is just, yeah. the Febreze just kind of wins out like, because it smells like, uh, 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 fruit liniments. <laughs> it smells awful is what it smells like. You know, I, I, um, yeah, I think you can find some great pipe tobacco candles out there, right? I mean, like, yeah, try, try them out. You know, I mean, like, like the intern says, he's had good success with them. Uh, you know, I, I've been skeptical over the years and uh, have had customers that have been, but you know, Caleb's idea of kind of letting the uh, candle have a head start, it might have some merit to it. There's a, there, isn't there? Yankee Candle has a candle called uh, Santa's Pipe. That is actually one of their they scented do. candles. Yeah, I think they do. Now, I don't know how much that would work at uh, covering it up. No, I, well, that's what I'm saying. Get yeah. something that complements it. Well, it might, yeah, that makes sense. It might, it might just sense. kind of become part of the natural. Kind of makes it a, yeah, makes it a better thing. Makes it a, yeah, kind of augments it. You mentioned the smoke eaters. I mean, aside from, you know, your your own personal smoking lounge, I mean, does, does like, do barbecue places, would, they, would those also kind of use that type of technology? You know, I'm not sure. I used to see a lot of smoke eaters in the restaurant industry, but honestly, it was mostly because you used to have you smoking, smoking sections right. in, in restaurants. And so, um, you, you know, you just don't see much of that anymore. 
Um, I love going to uh, our local Irish pub that's in our neighborhood, yeah. you know, because they, you, you look up at the ceiling, they've still got the smoke eaters up there <laughs> that were last used, you know, in, uh, you know, 19 or, uh, you know, 2008 or whatever, you know, last time you could smoke in that restaurant. That's but, crazy. Uh, it's been a long time. So yeah, I'm just not really sure. Interesting. All right. Well, fair enough. Well, that's a, a great question, Alex. We really appreciate that. Uh, you're writing in. And like I say, in terms of us, uh, us you feeling like you're part of a, a pipe club, well, stay tuned. Big things coming in 2017. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions coming in from Mango Andy. What a great name. Over on thispipelife.com. The amazing forums at thispipelife.com, which we'll talk about in just a minute here. Uh, But first he writes, I wrote these with my nine-year-old son consulting me. Okay. All right. So All he, right. Wanted, he wanted to preface us with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, here we go. And this, the, so he's got, he's got them kind of sectioned off and he's he got a whole laundry list here. So it's going to take us well through the next year. Okay. Good. Consuming information is the topic. Okay. Here are your quick fire questions. Okay, so you're receiving information. Receiving it. All right. Go ahead. Podcast or video cast? Hmm. You know, as a podcaster, I'm going to shamefully answer video cast. So, so if I were, if I were uh, really into Country Squire Radio and weren't producing, or I don't produce anything, but weren't hosting Country Squire Radio. There you go. Then I would, um, I would love, preferably to tune in to the, the live video show. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Th- there's something about a visual element there that is, uh, is very, um, it, it, I connect to it a lot easier. Really? So, yeah. I'd have to go with video. Cam. All right. So for me, I mean, it's probably because of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big into the world of audio, but yeah, I, for me, podcast is easier because I can multitask. That's like, right. With the That's video, right. I always feel like I'll, I'll, don't get me wrong when I'm doing a bunch of different things, I'll typically have a video up in the background. Uh, but, but a lot of times in terms of like I'm mobile, I'm moving, I'm traveling, I tend to rely more on podcasts in terms of gathering information. Plus I like the style of long-term or, or long form communication as opposed to kind of short snippets, which video uh, tends, tends to be, tends to lean more towards. Yeah. 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 So it really depends Bite on size consumable. Yeah. It really depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm cooking something and I just want a quick recipe, uh, then I go video. But if I want to like learn something like history yeah. or, you know, uh, game mechanics or pipe tobacco, yeah, uh, I think I'd probably lean towards podcasts. Lean towards a podcast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, that's that's that's, that's a fair. Good, good question. Good yeah, I question. kind of feel bad. Like I, as a podcaster, I'm like, you know, uh, yeah, I think I. I think <laughs> well, you're I also a video cast. I am. I, we're, we're doing show. that. We're doing that right now. That's right. Yeah, they so. they get the uh, <laughs> they get the video cast there. Uh, all right, next up, ebook. Or actual paper book. It kills me to say this because I, I I would. It seems like I would so firmly fit in the other camp. But I'm a I'm a Kindle reader. You've got to be kidding! Me. I really am. You've got to be kidding! Me. I, I'm a Kindle reader. I cannot tell you the last time I opened up a paperback or hardback novel. Like I I, I read on. Ooh, can't believe I'm about to say this. My iPhone. Oh. I read, I read, what? I read on my iPhone 6S. That's what I do. I, I pull open the Kindle app and that's, that's how I read. You know, typically, uh, you know, I'm uh, laying in bed or, you know, just, uh, you know, sitting on the couch quiet evening, but I, I read on my doggone iPhone. And we're talking it's probably why I have really big glasses here. I've read 1200 page novels before on my iPhone. On your iPhone. Oh, it's, it's, it's terrible. No, I, I, um, <laughs> I mean, in terms of convenience, it's hard to beat. Uh, you know, just uh, the, the Kindle app. In fact, I, I went, there was a period of time which I almost exclusively was reading from the Kindle app, but ultimately I went back to books just because I liked 
you know, I liked kind of the, the being able to hold the book and to kind of let the world know, don't bother me now I'm reading. I'm not sitting here tweeting. I'm not texting. I'm not doing something that can be easily interrupted. I'm into something that if you're going to pull me out of it, you need to know that like, you know, you're pulling me out of it. You know, what's interesting. I read so much of my reading is at this very strange time of the day when I'm trying to go to sleep. Okay, I, I read in bed a lot of times when I'm trying to go to sleep. And so uh, it's easy for me to kind of, you know, have the phone there uh, just right next to me where I'm not having to sit up and turn pages and things like that. Um, and, and so maybe that's kind of a part of it is actually where and, and, and when and how I'm reading, you know. But if anyone knows me, you know, they would probably put me in the paper book category very firmly. But I, I'm, I read on my, um, on my iPhone. And the John David acolytes out there, they're ripping off their wigs immediately. <laughs> they completely turn their worlds upside down. They wear wigs. Yeah, yeah. They, to, to, you know, they, they dress up in your, uh, your checkered shirts and your, your, <laughs> your Coke bottle glasses. Sure, surely got better things to do than that. <laughs> hey, man, don't hate the acolytes. <laughs> and then uh, finally, news via television or news via internet? Internet. Yeah. What's a television? Yeah, I, I haven't turned one of those on in, uh, in, in, in years. Yeah. Actually, I turn one on at the shop every day. But... Uh, no, I'm serious. What's a television? Uh, that That's the thing you play your Xbox on. Bro. Oh, an <laughs> Xbox monitor. Gotcha. That's right. All right. All right. I got you now. That's right. I got you. Uh, yeah. No, internet. I mean, I, I still, um, you know, I, I kind of, somebody was asking me this the other day in terms of like, where do you get your news? Like, what's your trusted news source? And I, I didn't trusted news. Source. I know, Isn't I, that an oxymoron? I didn't have an, I didn't have an answer <laughs> to that. I think it was more of like, you know, I mean. You, known brands are more trusted than kind of like, you know, your grandmother's favorite, you know, email webs <laughs> website or something like that. But, right, right. But for the most part, it was just kind of like, you know, the, the conversation of the day, which I don't know, maybe there's a philosophical conversation that should be had about that, but not here and not now. Uh, all right. <laughs> Excellent quick fire questions. Yeah, those are great. Uh, we almost disagreed on everything. Yeah. Almost. 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 So that was, you either almost were a winner or a loser. Not sure how it goes, Mango, but uh, but really appreciate you getting those questions <laughs> in. And the laundry list. Got a huge list of questions that he and his nine-year-old son put together for us uh, over on thispipelife.com. Now, thispipelife.com, an awesome online community containing a really great forum where you can connect with other pipe smokers like yourself, uh, find out things that are going on in terms of events, find wonderful articles, fireside chats with uh, some of the big names in the pipe world, uh, which include Mr. John David Cole. There's even a, a, a fireside chat uh, with us as well, which kind of put fun. me next to the other big names. That's uh, that's kind of terrifying. Well, no, it's, it, I'm there too, so that should bring you down. Yeah, you that brings I mean? it even further. Exactly. Down. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> but uh, but check it out. Thispipelife.com. Uh, it's uh, because it is a, a pipe tobacco community. It mm -hmm. does require you to register, and when you do, use the code CSR. That's CSR when you register at thispipelife.com. It's free to do, uh, but it'll get you in the door. CSR to uh, register at thispipelife.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. We've got an, an iTunes review uh, that came in from Hunter's Cobb. Do you want to read Hunter's Cobb? Hunter's Cobb, he says, uh, or she says, uh, what an amazing show, very fun and informative podcast. I love how much detail J.D. and Bo go into with their discussions on pipes and pipe tobacco. Uh, they have helped me learn the art of pipe, of the pipe, as I didn't, have someone to show me how. Uh, keep up the amazing work. It is appreciated by all of us pipe lovers. Man, that's great. Thank you, Hunter's Cobb. We appreciate it and, uh, and, and are glad that we've been helpful to you 
uh, particularly, you know, someone that hasn't had that person to kind of walk with you along the way. So uh, we're very, very glad. We've also been getting some great commentary in from the live show tonight. We've gotten uh, Chase Abels who says, what was that accent Bo just did? It's definitely not Cajun. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I should have prepared for it. But, no, you, uh, yeah, I mean, off the cuff, it was it was fine. Tune in next week. Slightly offensive. You'll, you'll hear my slight, <laughs> you'll hear my, my Cajun night before Christmas. <laughs> and it'll be either the worst or best thing that you'll have ever heard all season. Uh, we also have uh, some shout outs to a lot of folks who were not able to make it tonight because they're off uh, traveling. They're with their families, picking up kids, going to see movies yeah. like Star Wars Rogue One. That's right. Uh, so it's uh, it's a busy night for a lot of folks. Um, and uh, But it is great to see a lot of uh, shout outs here. Great to see a live show. We got Russ Hicks tuning in. He says, great to see a live show after being gone for eight weeks. Russ, of course, uh, listener who uh, is is somewhat of a globe trotter. That's Glo- right, globe trotter. I and should he's say. been spending a lot of time in France, actually. Yeah, mais oui. Wait, pa- pa- Paris, we. Oui. I don't think he was in Paris. We oui, Cr- Chris- <laughs> <laughs> He might have been croissanting, but Cr- not <laughs> maybe croissantering. We got also uh, <laughs> at D uh, at D collar who uh, sent in a picture uh, referencing specifically the Santa Claus artwork that we were talking about. I That's was sure right. to retweet that as soon as we got it. Yeah, and then also Hotcher the Love Doctor tweeted in with uh, some advice to the for the pipe question of the week this week, saying I've heard washing the walls with watered down vinegar can help decrease the smoke smell. Yeah, um, he okay. says he also got a small ionized air puffer or purifier from Target for thirty dollars, and he says it's pretty good. Yeah, I only smoke with the heavy door open screen door closed yeah so there you go yeah um great stuff guys we love getting all of your feedback in both uh during the live show as well as throughout the week um you know right now we are coming on i mean we, we're here christmas is like right around the corner that's it new year's is to follow uh next week for the podcast we've got kind of a special one that we're doing in terms of uh, mixing it up a little bit bringing you guys into our, our local christmas party uh however there will not be a live show next week uh we will be returning that's following which is the first week of january if i'm doing my math right that's right no that is great and that means uh y'all can tune in on monday nights uh starting at the beginning of the year and throughout the year uh we are going to have some really big news to share with you guys on the first week of january our live show back you're going to want to tune in live for that one so that you can be the first to know about it because then if you're finding out about it on the on the podcast later you might be a little late to the game (laughs) if ever you were to tune into a live show i'm just saying that's the one to be there for. Uh, you can, of course, tune in uh, jan- the first week of January on Monday night. That's going to be 6.30 Pacific, um, 6.30 Central, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. CountrySquireRadio.com is the place. Keep up with us throughout the break, though. You can follow us at Squire Radio is the show. You can follow me at The Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. And all that contact information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man. Man, it was great. Bo, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. we got a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. I've already been filling up on uh, sweets and good food, and i got a lot more sweets and good food to look forward to in the coming (laughs) days here. So it's going to be a good one. Hey, let's go have a night. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 